Last time on The Incorrigible Party. Bryn, Shakara, and Falzern are blasted out of their state of shock as Gozer's beat of fireball erupts around them, who were once dear friends and family are now an immediate threat to the party as they ready themselves for a fight. Shaft, get your butt in here! Brendel's a scion! Shaft quickly joins the fray from the relative safety of the tunnel beyond this chamber full of corpses. Just in time to witness the hellacious scene of Brendel's toothy deep scion grin, Thuff's terrifying face peel, and Gozer's blast from her ring of the ram that knocks Shakara backwards. Uh, and you guys can see that Shakara was really shook up by that. Like, severely shook up by that. Despite the party's efforts, the tide of battle is turning in the anti-party's favor. Brendel's area of conjured, inky black tentacles lashing out and grasping at anybody in its wake, wrapping around Falzerin and slowly squeezing the life from him. Well, let's not talk about why we're in a tactically poor situation right now, Bryn. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Fair enough. With some quick thinking, Shaft lunges for Brendel, delivering a mighty strike, causing his concentration to falter, instantly dispelling the constricting tentacles. They are not, however, safe just yet, as Suth strikes Bryn down. Shakara retaliates. But a nimble dodge and parry from the undead goblin sends Shakara's errant blade into the unconscious body of Bryn. On the brink of death, she makes her save. I am so freaking nervous right now. Bryn's dead. Oh. What was that you wanted? More adventure? You got it. <gasps> oh. Oh, oh no! Oh, Shakara! What'd you roll? I'll take a picture of the dice right now. It's a D seven. Oh, no. It's a seven. It's oh, not my fault. Because... It's not my fault. Oh no! <sighs> you can say it's not your fault, but I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to chapter two. Welcome to chapter two, guys. She was just becoming a druid, too. I know. Oh. Wow. Uh, wow. Well, now you can come back as a full druid. The, th the crazy thing is, I had a lot of hit points until the last few minutes. Like, I start with 58. Like, I'm not, I'm kind of tanky for a rogue. I, I was kind of tanky for a rogue. <laughs> oh. Well, it is theft. Now, seeing the dead elf at his feet, he turns on Dragonborn Shakara and just lashes out with his short swords. That's a 25 and a 17. 25 hits. Dealing nine slashing damage. So six. And uh, I'd get you to roll a con save, but regardless, fail or success, you are immune to diseases. I am. Falzerin. How does how does Thuff look? He's actually looking pretty good. Oh. He hasn't hardly been hit. Yeah, he's just kind of been flitting around, sticking close to Gozer and getting in shots where he can. We didn't, like, think he was the main threat, so we didn't bother with him. <sighs> okay. Can't believe Thuff killed... No, Thuff did not kill Bryn. 
And there's not enough space in this cave because Thuff's right in the cave entrance, and I'm on the outside of this. I can't get by him without incurring an opportunity attack. I would assume. That's right. If I were to throw a health potion and it were to shatter and splash onto Shaft, would that heal him? I think that My would mouth be, is open. Oh yeah, a waste of a good health potion. I usually, every time I'm unconscious, I open my mouth right before I pass out. Just just in case. It's a reflex. And Shaft has one... One fail. One fail. Uh, how does Shakara look? If I look at how she's... Uh, she's, um... She's looking pretty bloody. We're gonna die, guys. This is bad. How's Falzran looking? Well, Falzarin could cast Lehman's tiny hut on himself to ensure that he makes it out of this. <laughs> but the rest of you, the rest of you are, are out of luck. In that well, day. you have eight hours. Who knows what might be climbing on you at that point in time. Oh, man. I mean, my most powerful spell is probably Fireball. I didn't see that Thuft looked like he had any resistance to that last Fireball, did I? No. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna cast fireball again. Right centered on Thuff. So I point my finger. And I concentrate in this small ball of red flame. Just launches out towards him, makes it to him, and then erupts into this massive circle of fire. I assume you still sculpt Shakara. Are you bothering to yeah. sculpt Shin Sprin's body? I would, yes. Stuff gets a 21 for his dexterity save. I'm sorry, but that is a fail. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but you were full of shit. <laughs> I hate these dice so much. Uh, 18. So half of 18. Chipping away. Four ones there. Ugh, boy. Shikara, back to the top with you. Okay, a little distraught over seeing Bren's body go lifeless because of your hit. (laughs) You're never going to let that die, are you? No. Bring my longsword around to hit Thuft. Unlike Bren, it will live forever. 17. I assume 17 does not hit Thuft. It does hit Thuft. Oh, it does hit Thuft. Okay, I'm going to smite the heck out of him. That's seven damage with my sword and 13 for smite. Nice. And finally, with this blow, you were able to knock the lo- the undead out of him. <laughs> <laughs> and you kind of cleave into his, his tiny little goblin frame and you've now vanquished the current room's foes. <sighs> okay, um... I'll go over to Shaft and uh, lay on hands. I'm going to put my hands on his face, breathe in, breathe out, and give him two points of health. Shakara will come over to Bryn and see if there's anything that she can do and try and feel for any life remaining. Yeah, you can make a medicine check if you want. Yeah, I think I'm down on my knees. I'm kind of holding, you know, her head and her her shoulders kind of up. Almost in my lap. 
looking to see if there's anything that can be done, if, if there's any life left in Bryn. Got a 16 on my medicine check. Shakara, as you're looking over Bryn's very motionless body, you don't detect any signs of life within her, but you both, you and Falzern, notice on her her leather armors, her breast, the, the this hand print, you see that it darkens. It both, like, before your eyes, it just gets this black, blacker and blacker and blacker until it almost seems to swarm over her entire armor set, turning basically from neck to toe this this vivid, like, depthy black. And uh, there appears to be nothing that you can do for her. She is gone, Falzarin. All we can do now is say a prayer. Yeah, as the last bit of bit of her armor is engulfed by this this blackness, her, her headband around her head it starts to faintly glow, and it flickers, and then finally it it snuffs out and turns the same black as her armor. I go over to Thuff's body, sort of kick it, roll it over, look down at it. Looks pretty grotesque. Yeah, skinless face. And then I go over to uh, Gozer and lean down and uh, slide the ring of the ram off, stick it in my pocket, sort of look over Gozer. Is there any uh, items um, that she had in in life on her um, bags or anything like that. Yep, she's still the the returning hand axe that you know, you know, when you throw it, it, it comes back to you. Um, mm-hmm. That's what she was wielding for that fight. Plus this shield that had that the faint scraping, the, the symbol of the paladins of cultists was scraped off of it. You guys found from the grung. She had a small uh, coin purse of, of gold. I think there was about 150 gold pieces on her person. Okay, so. I will take the the gold and slide it in as they're all looking at Bryn and then pick up the hand axe, sort of slide it in behind my belt and then walk over and say, how's she doing? She is gone. Can't you heal her? There's got to be something we can do for her. This, I can't accept this. If we could take her body to a cleric, they may be able to resurrect her. But I am not skilled enough to do any such thing myself. Well, we can't leave her here. They're going to turn her into one of those things like they did with Gozer. And then we'll have to kill her all over again. I can... I I hate to... Seems a bit disrespectful, but I can carry someone in my bag of holding. Stay silent for this. This is. Yeah, I mean, I guess you don't have to worry about her dying because she's already dead. I mean, Bryn's not someone with much tact. She appreciates the ingenuity. Uh, yeah. I mean, we can't carry her. Would I mean? Would that technically would that like preserve her? I'm pretty sure it heals her for one uh, hit point. (laughs) Yeah, boy. Well, you can't put anything in there that's alive. But she's not alive. You, you I think you can mm-hmm. put a person into the the bag of holding, but like they'd eventually suffocate. But obviously, her body won't suffocate. 
Hey, you can put whatever you want in there. As long as it fits. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that way we could give her a, a good burial at, at the very least. We do have people in my village that may be able to help if we could get her there and pay the price. Let's see if we can put her in there. I don't I don't want to leave her here to who knows what's going to happen to her poor body that gets left here. It's just not right. I agree. Open it up. Let's do it. Can we try to very gently and gingerly put Bryn's body into the bag of holding? Absolutely. You unceremoniously slump her body into the bag of holding. See, a few of her limbs kind of bend the opposite way that they're supposed to as she lands on the bottom of this this. We would, this well, we would bag. put her in, in the head side first, and like a sleeping bag. We wouldn't go from the feet and then... <laughs> Try arms slinging out to the to side and snap There's a way to put body into a shroud, Leland, and they know how to do it, okay? Yeah, this never came up, but Bryn was double-jointed, so very easy to <laughs> come back her in there. This is why she got so high on her acrobatics. <laughs> yes, you, you are able to, to delicately, gingerly, and with the utmost respect, load Bryn's body into the bag of holding to possibly put her at rest at some other time or maybe seek out some type of resurrection. And as you guys kind of finish up this task, you can kind of hear this soft echo down the tunnel of this this cave that you guys had had followed, uh, Thuft, that Thuft had led you down into this this ambush. Kind of hear this, this soft chanting. Uh, from, from this distance, it's, it's difficult to make out exactly what they're saying. Uh, you know, I think we need a... I know I need a place to rest. Unless there's some way I can be healed, we need a place to hide for a, a, a good period of time. Yeah, I agree. Be safe. I agree, a rest is, is most urgently needed. I have healing potions, but we're, we're in bad shape here. They're not going to be enough. Is, it, is there a way we could shelter ourselves in with these bodies somehow so so no way would be able to get to us? <coughs> Falls are in. Tiny hut? Yeah, unfortunately, I cannot cast it because I have no third level spell slots left. We either got to get out of this place or another option is go take a rest within the bodies. Speaking of... The small fire that Shigar had lit with her breath has started to, to spread from, from the piles uh, from, and these bodies. So there are now two of these three large main piles, the, the garments of, of which are, are now alight and uh, shedding this illumination. Mmm, smells delicious. I would say that it probably smells better than the room did before of the <laughs> rotting flesh. So these soft plumes of smoke are starting to fill this 60-foot chamber. You know, the smart thing to do here, we still have time. We still have our potion of water breathing that we were told an hour we have time to get back out to the boat. I hate to say it, but I think you're right, Shaft. If we go on ahead and run into more uh, enemies, this is going to end very badly. 
How many healing potions do you have? Mayhaps we could each take one and make a run for the boat. I have one, and I'll take it myself. I have two, actually, but I'll drink my potion of healing from the grung. It gives me six points. Here, Shakara, you can have one of these potions. Thank you. That is very gracious of you. Is it 2d4 plus 2? Yep. And I'm going to drink one of mine as well. So that's six. We still did not learn where the black goo is coming from, but that may have to wait for another time. I agree. I don't like to give up on something when we're potentially so close to answers, but I don't want to die over this either. I believe we need more help. We've already lost one of our friends here. I I think it'd be reckless to risk our own lives any further. I agree. Let's go. Okay. And we quickly move down the hall uh, from the way we came. You're going, you're backtracking from the, the, yes. you're going back the direction in which you came from the the larger chamber with uh, where the, you found the, the kind of the underwater tunnel uh, through the lake. That's where yes. you're going back to? I'm going to light a torch from the pile of bodies first. Okay. As you're moving down this tunnel, the, the chanting, it's very clear that you are moving towards it as it is increasing in volume. Perfect. Okay, so I'll sort of hold my hand up and say, stay here for a second. And then I'm going to try to creepily go as far up around the corner as I can to see if I can, until I, you know, see something. Creepily? <laughs> so yep. you're going to put on Creep- a, creepily. A, a hockey mask or something when hold on. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> okay, you can roll me a stealth check. I would be using uh, Pass Without Trace, but I don't have any more spell, uh, second level spell slot. Um, so, well, that's okay. That's 18. Oh, wait a second. No, no, no. That's even more than that. It's 23. 24. As you are creeping, how, about how far back are Falzern and Shakara going to be staying from the, around this corner? I'll be back far enough that my light won't shine around. Yeah. And I'll stay right, right by Shakara. As Shaft, you creep down this tunnel, the 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 chanting and just it gets louder and louder, and you can, you can make it out. It's sounds like this chorus of voices. And it just repeats over and over and over again. And you get to the corner, and could you make me a perception check? Uh, Thirteen. You hear the the soft thump of, of uh, like footfalls on the stone, and peering around this corner, you see three figures: one turquoise-colored tiefling, who you instantly recognize, and two very similarly garbed uh, humans in the black robes that you've seen a number of times before. You see them; they're coming down. They're about just kind of at the range of your dark vision here, about 60 feet down the bend of this tunnel coming towards you. Very possibly, finally, someone reacting to the the cacophony of echoes and booms that the battle raged mere minutes ago has caused. And 
You say I recognize these individuals? You recognize the tiefling uh, you know her to be by the name of Surma. Okay. I'll take off down the hallway back to them and say uh that's not that's not a good way to go. We we need to we need to hide someplace. Let's go and run back down the hallway back towards where we where we were. Now there was a offshoot to this hallway, correct? I I can't see it on the map right now. You guys kind of came to this fork where you went right and led into the chamber with with the bodies, the body dump, and continuing down the le- tunnel to the left of this Y-shaped fork. As far as your dark vision shaft with your goggles and falls are in with your natural abilities, and of course the, the, the much limited torchlight shed from Shakara, you all see, just see the tunnel continues to advance before you. Uh, before I forget, I want to say I did pick up the uh, brand that Uncle Vanette had. Did you search his body at all? I wouldn't have, like, done an extensive search, but I would have, like, glanced over him. Okay, why don't we do a retroactive investigation? 18. Yeah, you don't find any uh, other belongings on his person. Basically just the sword and the, the wooden idol that you picked up. Again, very strangely carved from wood, as you know, is not common that uh, Uncle Vanette would have been carrying on him when he left your village on his own journeys. So I, I didn't find the metal version of it? You did not. Okay. There weren't any, like, um, piles of gold hanging around in that room before we left, were there? Well, who knows what was buried underneath those bodies, but you didn't check. I wouldn't have. All right. Well, as you guys move past that entrance to the body dump, you do see these plumes of, of black smoke now kind of pouring out of its entrance, where the ceiling kind of dips below, uh, not quite as high as it is in the main chamber, but so it's very clearly filling up pretty quickly to have already taken up the space above you. Yeah, we can't hang around here. This, this is this is going to become uh, uninhabitable pretty soon. So we'll go down the hallway, and uh, I'll say, you guys, go around the corner and hide someplace. I'll try to take care of this. Well, what's going on, Shaft? I, I'm not sure yet. It's not good. I don't think it's going to turn out good, but if I can talk my way out of it and you guys can hide, maybe you guys can sneak out. Why do not you hide with us? Because uh, I, I, I can probably... I can probably explain why I'm here. I can't explain why you're here. You're going to have to trust me. Okay. I mean, how will we know if we need to come help you? Well, I don't know. You could try yelling help. I don't I don't think I don't think you guys are going to survive if they find you. Come, Falzerin. We shall hide away. I I guess I guess that's the only choice we have. We're certainly not going to be able to stay in this little cavern here very long with the amount of smoke that's pouring out, so you've got a small window of time, I think, here, Shaft. Where are we going to hide? I think we would just go back into this this initial cavern that, that cuts off of the hallway, which is adjacent to the cavern with the burning bodies in it, and just kind of huddle along the wall. Okay, now I'll douse my flame. So once they're once they're uh, 
hidden well. I'll put my weapons away and uh, very confidently and uh, with purpose walk down the hallway uh, back towards Surma. As you continue, you very clearly see these three figures now coming down the hallway and you see the two humans in the black robes react by drawing their own weapons and the tiefling that you know as Surma she kind of sighs and she puts up a hand to the two humans <sighs> what are you doing here Tobias I'm here to see my brother yeah I imagine that he'd want to speak to you it's been some time I uh Wondering how old Spike was doing. Long enough for me to hope that you were died, yes. Welcome. Okay, I follow. And Falzerin and Shikara, you do hear this change this exchange kind of echoing down this this tunnel now. You know, louder than the chanting, which you can still hear, as obviously they seem to be much closer than the source of the chants. Surma and the the two humans, they she just kind of they step aside and she holds a hand out to you, gesturing for you to to continue ahead of them. Okay. It's not far. I'm sure he'll be delighted to see you. Which direction do we hear um, this conversation heading towards, or their footsteps going towards? Like, can we tell which which way they go down the hallway after they've talked? Make a perception check. I can't tell. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got three. Echoing too much. Sounds coming from everywhere. <laughs> I will say, Falzern, from your vantage point, kind of tucked around this little nook, should they have come towards you and passed you further down this tunnel, you would have seen them at this this kind of this fork, as you do appear to have clear visibility to the to the tunnel itself. So. I think you can put two and two together and surmise that they certainly are not moving towards you and there's only one other direction for them to be going. So they went back the way that they came? Yeah, back the way that you guys had previously entered. Can I talk to Shakira and say, do you, th- do you think we should try and follow them at a distance? We can try. It seems like they, they turned around and went back the way that we came in. I don't think we want Shaft to get too far away from our aid. I agree. I don't want to just sit here and, and wait, and what if he never comes back? You know. Agreed. Falserin has my longbow in his bag of holding on my dead body. Does he get advantage on stealth checks? <laughs> no, because he's not <laughs> attuned to it, I'm afraid. Your dead body is very quiet, though. <laughs> I will need to... Use you to guide me, as I cannot see in the dark. Sure, no problem. Just, just hold on to my, uh, hold on to my arm, and you can walk right behind me. We just need to be as quiet as possible. Okay. Okay. What kind of lead time are you guys giving them after you've hear, you've heard their conversation, and now these footsteps? What? How how long are you waiting until you move? I, I want to go out to the mouth of this hallway here, or the mouth of the, the little cavern that we're in, and see if if they're within eyesight of me or earshot I'm going to wait until they're just about at the edge of whichever that is 
and then I would maintain that amount of distance. But if they're already outside of my my dark vision or earshot, then I'm just gonna creep ahead until I eventually see or hear something. So you're gonna give them minimum 60 feet ahead of you, because that's the extent of your dark vision. Basically, yeah. If, if, if I get to the mouth of this and I don't see or hear anything, I'm just gonna proceed quietly. But if I do get to the mouth and I can see or hear them, I'm I'm going to let Roll them... Roll stealth check. 14. Uh, 12 for Falzer. Okay. Falzer, you're kind of leading Shakara. Shakara, did you roll that with disadvantage? I did. I rolled a 12 both times. Nice. <laughs> yes, Falzer, as you get to this, uh, the, the entryway back into this tunnel at this fork, you do just see at the limit of your vision the the back of what looks like uh, a robed cultist continuing into the darkness of this tunnel okay but that's all you see you do not see shaft i'm gonna pursue and keeping them kind of just at the edge of where i can make out their shadow so surma yeah it's just kind of again she's gestured to shaft and she's walking you know basically side by side with you shaft as she does kind of have to lead you at some points you know either one of you step ahead or behind each other as this tunnel kind of does narrow and widen in spaces she takes you to the corner and you round it where you had originally snuck up to continuing down to hit another 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 right in this tunnel and leading you back to the main chamber in which you all entered so why don't Falzern and Shakara do me another... Just give me one more stealth check. 14. 11. All right. You guys have hit now this first corner, and the chanting is... Shakara and Falzern, you do both now hear the words that are being spoken. Falzern, can you roll me a uh, history check? Uh, 16. You immediately recognize them as being spoken in Sylvan. As you know, you, you this language keeps popping up, it seems, wherever you guys go. And it seems that you've made it to this tunnel, effectively following them without being detected. As you are able to creep finally to this last corner, and you can kind of see around it, well, Falzern can at least, into this main chamber. Shaft, where Surma leads you, where you had originally come in and where you know the trail of the black slime leading to or from the water depending on your perspective i suppose you now see drawn kind of where where the source of it seemed to originate or end they've there's now these the six-pointed star has been traced out on the stone floor and shikara you can now see actually this illumination as they're kind of where each point intersects, they've had there's this lit candle casting a glow. And these two robed humans that had accompanied Surma, they take their position now at two of the six points of this star. And Shaft, you see, you know, the, the other four are already occupied by more of these robed cultists. And standing in the center of the star, you recognize a halfling by the name of Danzig and kind of on their knees with the sack over their head dressed in this dirty and stained red and black white robe is another figure 
at Danzig's feet. Uh, Danzig, it appears we have a visitor. Brother? And Danzig kind of looks up. Oh! My... my Tobias! Oh, my, my goodness! <laughs> what a delight! It's It's been a long time. How you been? Why, yes, yeah, it's been, it's been years. You see his, his features, though, from the last time you've seen him, they've, they've been warped somehow. And they've, some, they've become, like, almost fish-like in his, his facial features and the kind of the bone structure. And his, you know, his, his cheekbones have kind of, like, slid almost, they look like they've moved back. And his, his mouth, the whole mouth kind of puckers, you know, like a, like a fish mouth. It almost kind of comes into this pucker and... His skin's like this this pallid, white, like pale color. Kind of as he moves, and because he, he's very, seems to be very jubilant and clearly excited to see you as he's kind of almost jumping up and down with excitement uh, as his, his garments are kind of ruffling. You see just at the base of his neck what looks like almost the, the start of a, the growth of gills. Oh, you look, uh, you look good. Um, got, uh, got, you guys got a really, uh, happening place here. Hard to find. I mean, I've been looking for you for a while, and, uh, looks like you guys got some, uh, some stuff going on. What, what, uh, what, what's the, what's the gig here? And these cultists, they, they do not stop their chanting. They're just continuing, and now, of course, from the six of them, it's just echoing and reverberating in, in this large chamber, and, uh, they, they don't stop at all as, as you continue addressing Danzig. Well, well, brother, uh, had I known you were looking for me, I mean, I, I would have sought you out myself. Uh, you've come to help me. You've come to aid us in the awakening of Kralakina. Oh, I mean, I'm I'm in. Uh, I Of course. But I have some things I have to do first, and I was sort of hoping you could help me. Oh well, I mean, we're kind of in the in the middle of something. I mean, perhaps perhaps I could wait at least five minutes. Uh, I oh, I mean, what's going on? I mean, I, I I am in a bit of a hurry. Oh no no no, there's no rush now. Once Kralakina awakens, we will have all the time we need. Oh, it's, it's very splendid that you're here. I I can't believe this. Oh. Yeah, Kralakina. I mean, I've heard of Kralakina, but I mean. What, what's Kralakina going to do for us? Like, you have? I, and he kind of looks around and shakes a, a finger at each of the cultists. I don't think we've been doing a very good job of keeping secrets around here. Well, it, it goes beyond your little clan here. I mean, there's there's other people, right? You, you, you always, you, I'm sure you know Isabella. And I look over at, at Surma. Right? Surma, she, you know, this whole time you've been addressing Danzig, she's just sitting there with a very bored expression on her face, just sighing and kind of twirling the hair around her horns, her tiefling horns. Oh, we have nothing to do with Isabella. Well, yeah, I, I figured as much, but, I mean, you know who she is, right? She's pretty powerful. Oh, we don't need her. We have Erica. She's with us. Oh, yeah, well, we've met Erica, too. Erica's great. I mean, she's a she's quite a card, I'll tell you. Oh, yes, she, she, she's been instrumental. Is she around? I mean, we... S oh, no, no, no. Erica doesn't need to come here. I mean, she hasn't visited in, in some time, I'm, I'm afraid, but... We were we were just in her lair just days ago. <laughs> no kidding! I have yet to see yeah. it! Yeah. I've heard it's wondrous. 
it is amazing, let me tell you. Uh, yeah, they, she's done a wonder with the place, really. Uh, you know, I could take you there. Can you roll a deception with advantage, please? Okay. I quit saying we. Well, that's 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 a twenty, and that's a twelve, so twenty. Oh, well, don't you worry. Once once the portal's complete, we'll, we'll be able to travel to and fro at our leisure. It'll make it much easier to bring these sacrifices around. And he gives like a hearty smack onto the the hooded the the figure on his knees with the hood at at his feet. And, you know, chuckles a little bit. What's what's Surma doing? Surma is just still standing next to you. She's not moved from your side yet. Okay. Um, she doesn't carry any weapons. She's kind of in her own very similar robe, but it's hers is very much more ornate looking. Uh, not, it's more of a, a gray too. It's not quite the the dark black in which these six six humans are, are clad in. Well, I mean, usually Surma assists me, but maybe maybe you can help me. And he kind of snaps his fingers. And one of the the six cultists from the these standing at a point of this star, you kind of see he kind of behind him there is this small little barrel, and he reaches into it and you hear the sloshing of water. He pulls out this squid, and still chanting approaches Danzig and hands it to him. Danzig kind of takes it in in one hand by its by its head, right, kind of keeping his arm free away from its tentacles and as as he's holding it and the you know water is dripping from it kind of little you see these pointed very long pointed petals they look like flower petals also kind of sticking to the squid's uh slick body and Danzig pulls the the sack off of this this poor this figure this kneeled figure's head and you do see it's just a, another human again there no distinguishing features really as they've They've been, they're wearing this this robe, and now though you can see this the robe it looks like it has like cuts in it already, and it's stained this red which you undoubtedly can recognize as being blood. In addition to the larger black stains, Danzig kind of looks at you. Well, I mean, you can either hold him or you can hold the dagger. As he motions to this dagger he has at his at his side. Uh, oh no no! I don't want to get in the middle of your. Th- I, I'm way out of practice here. I mean, I I don't even know exactly what. I I don't want to screw it up. <laughs> oh, Tobias, always oh, never confident in your own capabilities. But not nonetheless, Surma, Surma, please come over here and aid me. And Surma, you know, look gives you kind of a, a wary look and a little bit of a sigh as she seems to you know be very despondent to to your presence in general. And she moves into the into the middle of the star with Danzig and takes the squid from him and forcefully places it over the kneeled person's head. And you see they have their hands bound behind them as well and struggling feebly at their restraints. The, the, the squid, the tentacles, they latch around this person's head and the squid covering its face. And Danzig draws... His his dagger. Hey, wait, wait, wait! Are you guys bringing? Uh, I, maybe I didn't pick up on this. You're you're, you're summoning Kralakina right now? <laughs> well, I mean, this is only one part of it. I the number of times we have done this, I, I can't tell you. I'm almost bored with it, but it must be done. It, it is dutiful work, and it must be done. Is is so? When you're done with this 
this, this, there's a potential that we could actually see Cray Lakina? Well, I, I mean, we've done the calculations, and I hope this could be it. Uh, if not, maybe one more, two more, I don't know. We certainly have enough to cover, though, the, the rounding up in the integers and whatnot. Okay, I'll start walking around the, uh, towards the water side. Okay. I'll just walk around like I'm checking out the, you know, the, the area and, and making sure everything looks like it's, like it's good. And will, will, will Cray Lakina just appear right here, right in front of us in the, in the star? Oh, no, 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 no. Can't you see him sleeping as he slumbers under the waves? And he motions to the the large, the very large, blacker shadow that's cast even in this tainted water that you guys had witnessed on your way in. And now, Surma has started her own chant, and she's drawn her own dagger. And they, both of these daggers, they look very similar. They're they're incredibly ornate. They're they don't look like something you would want to wield in any type of actual combat, as their their hilts are just like bejeweled to the nines from, from, you know, pommel to, to blade, just coat covered in, in these, in these green and blue jewels. And they have this, this very sharp curve on them. They almost, you know, very similar to like a, a scimitar's curve. And Danzig himself, he joins into the chorus as well, as he kind of, you know, motions out to the dagger to you as if, inviting you to come and do the honors. I walk in. I walk up to him and take the dagger from his hand. And I look at him. He's smiling and like you can see now fully like down his shirt, this full set of gills. And they they open these flaps, they kind of open and close. And as you get closer and his smile grows bigger, his, his the gill flaps kind of start moving and, and flapping more quickly as he's kind of getting excited for you for you he's happy to yes, see his brother, brother yes yeah he's super happy this family reunion yes brother now now you Surma, will plunge it into the squid and then of course subsequently into the sacrifice's head and you just have to stab him in the guts it's it's really simple i mean i can't believe anyone hasn't done this before and he goes back to chanting you see Surma. she's still wary of you she's giving you a very strange like, you know, she's not quite turning her back to you, keeping you kind of in front of her, you know, kind of thing. Falzer and Shakara, you guys are hearing and seeing quite a bit of this, even from your limited view. What are you two doing? I'm just about to finish a long rest, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds good to me. <laughs> yes. How, how long have oh. we been standing here? Rolling some hit die. I feel kind of helpless to do anything. I mean, we're outnumbered. I I can't run in there and I, I can't do much but stand and watch. I think we're just waiting for Shaft to make a move and we're going to follow his lead. So should there be something you guys may want to do or act on, just feel free to jump right in and interrupt as we're going to keep spinning into this. So Shaft, you now have the dagger in hand. Danzig and Surma, in addition to the six humans are all chanting I'm going to look over towards the the hallway in which we came from and I assume I don't see anything like I don't see where they I don't see them make me a perception check and Falls and Shakara can give me another stealth check we'll 
compare the two directly. As the rest of them are, not, are using their passive perception because they're, they're very enthralled into this ritual that they're casting. That's a 13. Six. I rolled a one. So, Shaft, yeah, you do... <laughs> like, you do oh, see these, these stumbling idiots. Yeah, they're like they're clearly in the middle of this tunnel and giving you a big wave. And so I'm gonna look over at them and sort of give them a, a look of, you know, like I'm gonna do something here. You know, I'm trying to. I don't know what the what the words would be, but I'm sort of giving them the, the, the head shaky type of thing. Okay, just keep in mind Danzig is focused on you as he's chanting. Yep, and uh, I'm gonna go I, thanks brother, this is this is something that I I, nev- I never dreamed I could be a part of and I walk around behind the guy and I sort of put my hand on Danzig's shoulder and I'm sort of holding the dagger up doing this number with my like I'm waving them on with the dagger and just all right (laughs) i'm ready for this and uh you say in the gut now right and i point down at the guy's gut oh yeah yeah yeah. and i'm doing everything i can to focus the attention pushing falzerin forward a little bit getting closer i'm i think i'm gonna reach into my bag and grab another health potion and drink it while this is happening okay sure absolutely that's i'm a little bit worried about what may or may not go down okay so go ahead and roll that you don't need to necessarily give us the total but go ahead and do that as we continue he said to me, just out of just, just so I remember, he said that she was going to stab the thing, and then cut him, and then I was going to do the final thing and slide him, uh, slide his gut, right? Well, that is the order in which he gave you the instructions. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So uh, I look, sort of glance over to see if those two are doing anything. I'm creeping closer. Yeah, you see Shakara moving up, and I'm going to yell, "Thank you so much, Cray Lakita!" And I jab the knife into his gut and cut it across. So you, you did what they wanted you to do? Yep, I did it right in there and I, <laughs> right. I slid him right across. Not in the order in which they wanted me to do it, but I did do it. And Surma, she jabs her own dagger into the squid, into this person's head, and the squid, it just this, the it spurts in the scout of ink reacting to the stab and the blood from the wound inflicted from Shaft mixes and intermingles with the squid's ink and it forms this slimy black ooze that see that seems very thick and shaft you see you know as you're pulling the dagger away you see the culmination of these two fluids and they form this substance that now kind of puddles like slowly almost like molasses but quick quicker than molasses but it's thick right it has a thick consistency and it drips to the floor and starts moving of its own accord towards the water, kind of following a very similar path, you know, from Sacrifice's past, as it's flowing towards towards the water. <laughs> I throw the knife down, and I go, I'm coming for you, Grey Lakina, and I run to the water and dive in. And I'm swimming to the boat. <laughs> wow. Okay. What are Shakar and Falzern doing? Uh, oh boy. My jaw fell open in a what the F just happened kind of way. Yeah, I think I'm going to be speechless for like at least a couple seconds. Um, does anything immediately happen? 
There's a lot going on here. Yes, there's a lot going on. So right? Danzig... I mean, there's some time. <laughs> yeah, Danzig's like, he immediately, as you plunge, starts laughing and, and clapping excitedly and then abruptly stops as you throw the dagger down and, and run into the water. No, 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 no don't, don't, don't go in there. It's not safe. What? And Surma, she sheaths her own dagger and continuing to champ, and now she's she's changed to calm and she just smiles at you running headlong towards the water and continues to chant in common king of the depths and all above it devourer of the surface you feast wake 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 kraken and that's our ah uh, whatever hey incorrigibles incorrigibleites definitely not lelanders thanks for listening we all super appreciate you following along with our adventure if you could take a few seconds to rate us on iTunes or wherever you listen to us, that would be great. We'd love your feedback, and it really helps our show grow. And if you like us, recommend us to a friend. If you hate us, recommend us to a friend, or share us on social media. Leland's got so much more up his sleeves, and it's a totally original homebrew. We would love to have more friends following along. We'd love to interact with you guys on Twitter at IncorrigibleParr. On Instagram and Facebook, we're at IncorrigibleParty. All our socials can be found on incorrigibleparty.com. And on our site, you can get merchandise, character info, world lore, etc. This podcast was sponsored by Critical Hit Design at criticalhitdesign.com. Thanks to Tabletop Audio for allowing us to use any ambient sounds or music during our show. Intro and outro by Josh Jarvis. Contact him at jamesmercymusic at gmail.com for inquiries. Catch you next time.